Calling all benders and non-benders alike. Jump into the epic world of Avatar with your favorite podcast, Avatar, Braving the Elements. Hosted by me, Janet Varney. And me, Dante Bosco. Each week we'll recap and discuss a new episode. So come join us and our amazing guests from creators to cast to superfans to chat about all things Avatarverse. It's Fire Nation time. Book of Fire. Let's go. Listen to Avatar Braving the Elements wherever you get your podcasts. The Last Kids on Earth and their superhero alter egos are back in the latest installment of the graphic novel spinoff series, The Last Comics on Earth, Too Many Villains. Jack, June, Quint, and Dirk face their biggest challenge yet, creating the sequel to their hit graphic novel in a mad dash, puzzle-filled race across Apocalyptia to stop the biggest evil plan in history. Hey, you know what the creators of Last Comics on Earth's evil plan is? Make me and my kids love these books. Seriously, my younger kid is a huge fan of both the Last Kid series and the Last Comic series. It's true. And now I'm hooked too. The whole team has created a delightful cast of characters with some fantastic kid-friendly art throughout that will appeal to readers of all ages. Buy your copy of The Last Comics on Earth in stores today. You can also visit lastkidsonearth.com to learn more. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for coming out to Comic Book Club Live. Please give it up for your hosts, Alex and Pete. Yes, what is up, everybody? Welcome to Comic Book Club. I'm Alex. I'm Pete. That's what they have in the booth, Boop Man Prime. Boop Man Prime! What a night, you guys. What a night. You Woo. guys here in the live theater know what's been going on, what's been going down tonight. But those listening at home may not know. Uh, first of all, Justin... Down with the flu. Down. Huge flu. Down for the count. Had a little bit of the sniffles. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if it was he gave it to his kids or his kids gave it to him or, you know, how it happened. But the poor guy, he's oh. just, you know, he's feeling out of the weather. He's feeling, he's feeling oh, under the he's weather. He's got to. I'll tell you what. I have a horrible cold uh, yeah. for the past couple of days. I'm here to do the show. I'm just mentioning that. It's not like... A comparison or anything like that. Dude, I'm just you're, saying you're these a are, real trooper. Well, these, you I'm just saying they're two every facts. Every Tuesday we do a show, right? Yeah, so but you, these are just two facts. I have a cold and I'm here to do the show. Another fact is that Justin has a cold and is not here to do the show. <laughs> yeah, but those are two separate things that are unconnected. Separate things. Yeah. yeah. The other thing that happened is uh, we got here. We usually get here pretty early for the show because yeah. we like to record a couple of things before the show. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's very rainy here in New York. There was nobody here. There was no. It was dark. It was yeah. completely dark, which never happens. And we were like, all right, maybe we got here at 6 in the morning instead. Yeah, yeah. We were kind of racking our brain of what could be going on. But luckily, uh, there was a tech guy who just let us in. Well, no, the thing is, we got here at 6, and then we left, recorded something over at a studio down the street, came yeah. back, saw a ton more people standing outside in the rain, Still nobody. Still nobody. As far as we know, nobody has shown up to the th- to this theater all night. They they died. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe, maybe they, they got with Justin. Justin. Yeah. Oh yeah. shit. Yeah. But luckily, there was the just theater. a tech guy who was coming out. That just we kind of were like we're going in. <laughs> we just yeah, we're going to I mean, do there this. Is, there's literally no night manager. There's nobody here to tell us, like, hey, don't give away yeah, all the beer. I'm, I'm like, don't. seconds away for bashing in their refrigerator and stealing <laughs> yeah. beer for everybody. Yeah, if we had that lock, we yeah, could just, right? you know, yeah. If, there was if that... only there was a way of opening locks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Bad. 
Yeah. This has been a rough night, you guys. But <laughs> it's all uphill from here Woo-hoo! because we have an amazing guest for you tonight. He's an improviser, comedian about town, producer, amazing guy. Ladies and gentlemen, Sal Joseph! Sal! Welcome back to the show, Sal. Hello, yeah. welcome back. Have a seat, have a Please. microphone. Come sit down. Great gentlemen, to see gentlemen, you thank again. You. How are you, sir? I'm doing well. How are you? All right. Uh, so tell the folks a little bit about yourself for those who don't know you. You do a ton of shows. You have a big one uh, currently running at the pit, right? Yes, sir. Uh, me and uh, three of my buddies who all created and produce our own shows uh, decided to put them together in a group called The People's Rep. Uh, and we, starting at the beginning of January, have a three-month run of weekly shows Thursday night, uh, starting between 8 and 9 o'clock. My show in that run is called Improvention. It's a fully improvised intervention. And then we... <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. I'm, it, it took me three years to uh, get the courage to actually put it on stage, but we've now been doing it for over three years uh, as a monthly show. So... It's a lot uh, of fun, man. I've been a part of a couple of them. They're, they're a blast. It's always a joy to have you, sir. Oh, well, thank And I would you, like to you. make that more frequent. Oh, well, thanks, oh, man. This is very sweet. I'm also here. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, there's a couple of people, you know, I think you said Langston Belson, right. who we had on the show last week, is yes. one of the guys involved. Uh, Langston actually has created a show uh, called PCW, which stands for Pit Championship Wrestling. Uh, and it's a show that combines some uh, elements of wrestling into an improv show, including a five-second count on walk-ons and uh, tag-ins. And it's, I mean, I'm very excited. Tomorrow's going to be, forgive me, today's Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thursday the 31st is going to be the first time we get to do that show. And I'm very excited to see how it goes. Awesome. That sounds Because awesome. you guys are wrestling fans, like big wrestling heads. I've never seen a wrestling match, Pete. Really? No, I'm completely yeah, lying. I'm a, I'm a huge wrestling fan. Uh, mm-hmm. I just watched the Royal Rumble, and it's it's a joy, man. Uh, and it's become more mainstream, so like you don't have to be embarrassed when you talk about being a wrestling fan. Mm-hmm. So that's really nice. Yeah, I mean, it's a big... Because like, when I was growing up, uh, wrestling was a lot more popular, and comics were nerdy. Uh, and so you used to get, get made fun of for comics, and then it kind of turned a little bit where you would get made fun of for uh, wrestling. Now, neither of the case. No, which they're is, both, It's a great time beloved. to be alive. Yes, sir. Uh, yeah. As a staunch fan of both, it's a wonderful time for me. Not that I often got taunted, but, you know. (laughs) Well, let me ask you a question, then. Uh, We've been doing this. uh, We do uh, The Stack, which is a review podcast that goes in the regular comic book club feed Wednesdays at 9 a.m. And we've been reviewing a bunch of WWE comic books. In fact, in the episode coming out tomorrow, our time, we're reviewing an issue, WWE Forever, number one. Have you read any of the wrestling comic books? I have to be honest, I have not. I've I've seen and looked through a bunch of them, and I think the art that I have seen is really good. I know they did, like, uh, The Shield breaking up as a storyline in the comic and kind of went with what happened in real life and showed some of the behind-the-scenes stuff that people may not even know. I specifically remember looking through that one, but I have not read any of these. Well, issues. you should check out the, uh, what is it, Forever, number one? Yeah. Because it's it's very old school. It's about, like, Andre the Giant. It's uh, not, though. <laughs> we talked about okay, So eventually. we record the Stack <laughs> podcast before this. I like and, when you get fired up about yeah, the Yeah, I know, because this here's is exciting. the thing. He's Andre the Giant is on the cover, but he's not in the comic book, Pete. 
Ted it's very B- upsetting. T- Ted DiBiase is in the comic. Yeah, he's in, there's lots of other characters in the comic book. Yeah. It's like saying, check out this Superman comic book, and then it's all Batman. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I do remember a few years back, they actually released a graphic novel about the life of Andre the Giant, and it was yeah. before the documentaries had come out, and I learned stuff about Andre that I didn't know was great. Oh, I yeah. don't remember who wrote it, but I remember it was awesome. Yeah. And that, Langston still has it. That was a really good book. Uh, one other comic book thing I'll ask you about, I know you're a big fan of Punisher on Netflix. Pete also likes the Punisher a little bit. Uh, how did you feel about this most recent season? I loved it. Uh, of all of the Netflix shows, I, I really like Jessica Jones. I like Luke Cage. I like Daredevil a lot, but Punisher was always the one that I loved most. And I think the reason for that is because of how good John Bernthal is yeah. as the Punisher. Yeah. That's, yeah. I, I could watch him play that role for the rest of his life. He was amazing. Yeah, and uh, we were geeking out at the bar uh, last week about that point where like he's uh, he wants to do uh, damage to this guy, <laughs> and uh, she's like, "All right, fine. If it's bothering you, I'll let you burn the place down." And, he and gets then they so just sp- walk out. They walk out, and the, you see smoke coming yeah, out. Yeah, he's got like this giant smile on. He's almost <laughs> like happy, and I was like, "Oh, that is so cool." Yeah, it was. Uh, it was great on many levels that uh, that season. There was two. there was a lot of really really good moments where like just really subtle comedic moments in the season as well. Uh, there is uh, a really glorious kick that I won't spoil for anybody, but Frank's reaction to this kick that happens is hilarious <laughs> yeah. and wonderful. Yeah. Overall, if this is the last season of The Punisher, oh. do you feel like you'd be satisfied with how it went out? I would totally be satisfied with how the season itself went. I think uh, without giving away the ending to anyone listening or watching that has not seen it, uh, at the very end, he truly becomes the Punisher that we are more familiar with from the comics and the cartoons and everything. And I think it would be a real shame if we didn't get to see a season of him just really and truly being the Punisher as opposed to this former soldier who beats up bad people, like, he is the Punisher at the end of this show, Mm -hmm. at the end of season two. I do feel like this is coming from the direction of a person who's not the hugest fan of the Punisher. I really love that first season, and I like the fact that they were dealing with the idea of the Punisher through this soldier who has PTSD, who has all this trauma, dealing with the toll of violence versus that last shot, which again, I guess we won't spoil here, which is basically like the Punisher just randomly killing people. Um, I, that's it's not it. random. I mean, he picks no, his targets. Right. <laughs> yes. you know, it's not just... He's he does very precise. He's very should, precise, yes. yes. Exactly. <laughs> I'm sorry, Pete. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I do think, though, if they brought it back for like a movie event type thing, that would be fun. Um, I agree with you that John Bernthal is fantastic. Unbelievable. He's great. Throughout, the whole, throughout both seasons. Yeah. Yeah. Solid. The dude is solid. <laughs> uh, where else can people check you out online, Sal? Um, on Facebook, I'm Sal Joseph. Uh, Twitter is at Sal Dog. That's uh, <laughs> Sal D zero G G, and that is because my I favorite. Found that out great today. Bracket. Yeah, great my bracket. favorite wrestler is the Road Dog Jesse James, okay. uh, who is now following me on Twitter. Which congrats. Was, uh, he and I spoke. Via via DMs, he wants to come check out a show, wow. and I'm, I am trying to get him to come and do 
a show. Oh, so we'll see if now. that happens. But that was a fun one for me. But it's uh, at Sal D zero GG. All right. Very cool. cool. Check out all that stuff. And we're going to move on to our next section, which is a super brief stack. Woo-hoo! Uh, because we got locked out of the theater, we only had a little bit of time to prep a stack this week. Yep. So we're just going to talk about one book. That's cool with you guys, right? We're going to talk about DC Comics Shazam number two. Shazam! <laughs> yeah! That's how your voice sounds to me all the time. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Oh. Well, anyway, <laughs> uh, so this is by Jeff Johns. Uh, the first issue was art by Dale Eaglesham. This is not art by Dale Eaglesham, which is surprising for a second issue. Uh, but the Shazam kids have decided to all head down to a mysterious, horrifying-looking train station and try and decide which train they should get on that is the least horrifying, uh, and they end up uh, choosing one that takes them to a magical theme park that, of course, something is horrible and wrong in. Mm -hmm. Uh, This book is real dark, way darker than I expected, uh, but I enjoyed it. How do you guys feel about it? Uh, Yeah, we were commenting about the art. um, Do you remember what the artist's name was? I don't know. I'll look it up. It was uh, Keep talking something Tucci or... Stanley um, Tucci. That was it was, yeah, Stan, it was, the, it was, it was Stanley, Stanley Tucci. Tucci. It was the Tucci man. <laughs> um, Taking uh, a break for the Hunger Games series. <laughs> He's got a lot more going on than just that. No, Don't the, try to, you know, downplay the Tucci's. Uh, Julia Julia 2 is coming up. <laughs> That's exciting. Still, <laughs> still Juliaing. What? Dude, no? don't the, take the shots art. at the Tucci. All right? Can't. Uh, anyways, yeah, uh, we were... Commenting about how creepy this comic is, and especially like as kids, like if I was in a creepy ass subway and then saw the mouth of a clown, no way, man. No, no way. Yeah, and then and then the little clown starts crawling towards them and talking to them. I'm, yeah. I, I would have, I wouldn't have been on that train, Pete. I would have been gone. Mm-hmm. I would have seen what was happening down there, the free candy on the ground, and I would have been gone because. My really, parents would if be you saw, if you were a kid and you saw free candy on the ground, you wouldn't pick up that candy. I, I think, uh, I think I'd have very disappointed parents if I did. <laughs> uh, what about you, Pete? Well, so we were you talk- eat candy off the ground now. So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's hard to control that, at, you know, instinct. But as a kid, it would have been uh, twice as hard. Yeah, I. Uh, I got lucky as a kid. I didn't end up in a bunch of vans. Uh, <laughs> my love of candy is strong, strong. Uh, so, yeah, I would have had a hard time. I probably wouldn't have made it past the platform of candy to, like, go to the festival. I would just been like, all right, guys, I'm going to hang out with all this candy, clean this up, yeah, that's, eat that's all the that. Thing. This is my problem with candy trails, right? Right. Is there's too much candy. So... <laughs> Like you is, get is to that a certain a thing? well yeah but you get to a certain point where you're like a foot or two deep on a candy trail that's more than enough candy for any human being for at least a night it's Marco Santucci Santucci I was Santucci. right Santucci I knew love his work on the Hunger Games <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was the Tooch man yeah anyway Something my point Tucci being, sounds close if if you're a witch and you're gonna do a candy trail one piece of candy every once in a while that's it so you're more like the uh, you know. The classic family guy, like, ooh, piece of candy. Ooh, piece <laughs> of candy. Like, spread it out. Don't yeah, have just a out. ton of candy. Right. If I dump a pile of candy in front of you, you're not going to be like, I'm more interested in that pile of candy two miles down the road. Yeah, so you're saying if there's too much candy, they're not going to move forward. They're just going to stop and right. eat the candy. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. It's logical. It is logical. This is. I took a two week class in candy trucks. <laughs> oh man, uh, uh, what do you think about this book? Uh, I, I mean, I enjoyed it. I, I can't say that I'm a regular Shazam reader. I lean more towards uh, Marvel than I do DC. But with the movie coming out, it was interesting to read an issue of the comic. And I thought, like, me and Pete were genuinely talking about how gorgeous the art was. Yeah. The art in, I haven't seen the first issue of it, but the art in this one was gorgeous. And we were creeped out. We were yeah. creeped out by a lot of the things that happened in this issue. It was definitely, like, almost reminiscent of some of the creeps that Lock and Key gave me with seeing these bad Ooh, situations nice. kids were in. It's, I don't know if you guys read Nosferatu by Joe Hill, who wrote Lock and Key, but that's being made into a series at AMC, so it's probably going to grow to prominence a lot more pretty soon. The idea of that book is, it's kind of a riff on vampires, not exactly, but there's this guy named Charlie Manx who drives around in an old-timey taxi picks up kids in his taxi and says, I'm going to take you to a place called Christmas Land. And he takes them to this place called Christmas Land, but it ultimately sucks all the energy and power out of them. That's the vampire riff. Uh, and he uh, turns them into these wraiths, like these horrifying monsters. This, to me, seemed very similar to that, so I agree with you on the lock and key thing. It's also surprising, coming off the first issue, which was very cheery and fun in all ages, to suddenly take this deep turn into darkness was really interesting. Yeah, I was really surprised at the lack of, like... uh you know, alarms going off in the kid's head like, hey, we're in this secret underground tunnel and now all of a sudden we're at this giant carnival. Nobody, nobody feels like this is going to really blow up in our face. And there were like six kids, too. So none of them got this impression yeah. that it was a bad situation. Yeah. Right. At least one of them would be like, maybe we shouldn't get on this evil train. Yeah. That one was me. No, I, was I would have been that one. Yeah. Pete's mouth and ears would be too stuffed with candy. Yeah, that's yeah. true. That's true. Yeah. All right, so definitely check that out. And we're going to move on to our next section, which is uh, my favorite section, because you guys make it up. It's your audience questions. <laughs> and for that, we're going to switch things up a little bit this time, uh, because as we mentioned on the show before, we have a Patreon-only Slack, uh, patreon.com slash comic book club, uh, where if you sign up, you can get access to the Slack. And we get a bunch of questions there. Uh, so I wait, just want to be clear, audience is still going to get a chance. Yes, absolutely. We're, we're just going to do the Slack first and then go to the audience. Right, because these have actually been piling up for a while. Yeah. And we uh, we got to uh, get to them. So yeah, we figured exactly. instead of forgetting about them, we're going to do them first, get them out of the way, and then deal with the lovely live Thank audience. Thank you. I, I think they get it, Pete. Okay. I think they've followed that particular candy trail into the explanation. <laughs> uh, all right, here we go. Josh says, question for the show. It's not timely, but I finally watched Infinity War, so slip this in where you, wherever you think it's appropriate. Right now, Josh. I find Thanos' motivation for his actions kind of weak, almost laughable. So, one, did it work for you? And two, which villain do you feel has the best, most believable motivation for their actions? Movies, shows, Comics, podcasts, medium, doesn't matter. Wow, Josh really opened it up there at the end. Yeah. Uh, so uh, let's start with the Thanos of it all. Uh, I assume you've seen Avengers The Infinity War. Se- several times, yes. Yes. Uh, several so, times. Uh, several so what do you times. think? How do you feel about Thanos' motivations? I mean, I think Thanos' nickname is the Mad Titan. So I think his motivation in the movie may not have been 
as deep, and I can agree with Josh on that, but I also don't think they touched on how insane he actually is in the movie versus his comic book counterpart. Yeah. He, you see his home world at the end, and it seems like he's by himself on it. So I don't understand how there being too many creatures in the galaxy really affected him, but in his mind... He just had a lot of pigeons on his planet. And he was like, this is annoying. That's it. I want half this amount of pigeons. <laughs> uh, but, I, you know, he, he's crazy. And they didn't really hit on that too much in the movie. But he almost looks at himself as a god. And he looked at it as a cleansing. And I can agree that they probably didn't show as much of that in the movie as they could have. But I think if you have any working knowledge of Thanos at all, which, I mean, of course, it's a big enough movie where there are going to be people that see it that haven't. But the vast majority know Thanos and know that he's a lot crazier than they made him seem. How do you feel about it, Pete? Well, yeah, I, I agree with Josh a little bit that like they didn't flush him out as much. And I think we're going to get more of his story in the second one. So we'll get to see it. But yeah, uh, Thanos is out of his gourd. I mean, him and Deadpool are both in love with Lady Death, you yep. know, and that's a crazy thing. Deadpool is crazy. People don't, you know. Uh, you know, that's common knowledge. But, yeah, Thanos is out of his gourd as well. Uh, and it's funny because, like, uh, comedian Bill Burr does a bit about, like, wouldn't it be great if just half the people were gone and I could just drive down the road and not worry about traffic and stuff like that? So, like, the Wait a second, top... Bill Burr Thanos? That's an interesting uh, thing they bring up. But I'm just saying that, like, <laughs> overpopulation in itself is a kind of a common thing. So, to me, it wasn't that much of a stretch... To be like, yeah, let's get rid of half the people. That's kind of like a easy solve for things. But, uh, yeah, I can see his point. Um, but, yeah, the thing was is I've, I've known Thanos for years, so I, it didn't what stop me. What the fuck? You could have stopped for this. Years? You could have stopped this. Piece. Yeah, what is wrong with you? Talk to him. Uh, it, he's so annoying to talk to because you can only talk to him about him. You know, it's, he never uh, asks yeah. you, hey, Pete, how are things with you? You know, like what's going on with the Punisher Shrine? You know, none of that <laughs> stuff. So it's annoying to talk to Thanos. Right. You know? Yeah, and, you're and like, hey, he, you want to see a movie? And he's he like, hates people. Taste it. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming for you, these movie tickets. Yeah. Uh, but the other part of the question, like who's kind of uh, story or whose villain do you think is better or do you think uh, tracks better? Uh, to me, like the, I go with the classics, like Doom to me is such a great classic villain. Also Magneto. The Dwayne Johnson music. Magneto was mine, yeah. for sure, yeah. when I heard the question. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Magneto came from really, really terrible circumstances, watching his parents killed by the Nazis and mm -hmm. seeing the way that the mutants are almost being prosecuted in the same way, I think that definitely tracks a lot better, both in the comics and in the movies, than Thanos necessarily did in Infinity War. Yeah, I will mention the Thanos and Infinity War thing. Is I don't think you're supposed to think he's right. Like, yeah. I don't think there is a world where his argument makes sense. He's just decided it's the thing, and that's what he's going forward with. As everybody has pointed out since the movie came out, he could have been like twice the resources or <laughs> planets two times larger or something like that. Mm -hmm. Like there's a million other things he could yep. have snapped about rather than eliminating half the sentient beings of the universe, which actually makes things way worse or like get rid of all the evil people or something like that. Yeah. So here's his 
argument is completely see-through. Um, but I, personally, I didn't find it laughable. Like, I think it is what it is in the context of the movie. Wait, you laughed at Thanos? No, no, no. He's oh, saying, okay. uh, Josh, I'm I'm don't, tell don't, don't, don't tell him. Don't laugh at Thanos, no. man. Oh. Don't tell him. He hates that. Yeah, you took him to see Meet the Fockers, and he got <laughs> yeah. he got real upset. Yeah. He thought yeah. you were laughing Stormed out. Yeah. You were like, no, the cat milking joke. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like that. that was the first one. I'm sorry. Yeah. You guys. Uh, if I was going to throw one thing out there for anyone that wants a really, really good Thanos story, the most recent uh, Donny Cates Thanos was so good. Yeah. That was my favorite comic of the past year. Yeah. And wow. I will say uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, the new one is shaping up to be a crazy Thanos story as well. Yeah. Even though he's dead, still and doing stuff, a, that guy. another uh, Thanos and Gamora story coming as well, which should be interesting. Ooh, exciting. Exciting times. <laughs> yep. All right, moving back to the Patreon Slack. This is a question from Stray Bullet. So Tom King and Mitch Gerards are working on another miniseries in the same vein as Mr. Miracle and Vision. I'd like to know what are some obscure characters you'd like to see get the Tom King-style makeover, and which writers, artists you'd like to see do it? Obscure, underrated character. What do you think? So uh, I will mention Heroes in Crisis number five is coming out tomorrow, and apparently there's a tease for whatever their next series is in that book. Uh, But forgetting about that for a moment, any character in the world, what would you like to see them take on? Have you read Vision? Have you read the... uh, I read Vision. I love Vision so, so much. Uh, Mr. Miracle, I read the first couple of issues, but I wanted after that to wait for the trade to come out. So I have bought every issue of Mr. Miracle. But there's, they're so deep that I'm waiting for the trade, which I think comes out in the next couple of weeks. And then I'm going to just hammer through that. Uh, I love Tom King. I would say, man, off the top of my head, I would like to see him tackle a villain. Like, I would love to see maybe an... And he writes for DC, but I would love to see like an apocalypse story through the lens of Tom King. Oh wow! And like he's questioning his own decisions and his possible mortality. That would be a fun one. Uh, I will come up with something else after we go to Pete. But <laughs> I'm, I'm going to think on that. I did not have that question beforehand, yeah, but that's yeah. a great question. Uh, Salvin, do you want to go? Do you want to get buy oh, some time? Oh, you need time to think yeah, as yeah. well? Yeah. Sure, I'll throw out a couple. Uh, this is kind of what he's doing in Heroes in Crisis, but I would love to see him take on a Booster Gold series after this. I think he's doing such a great job breaking down the character, like literally he's breaking down the character. He's making Booster like, so creepy, though. It's yeah, freaking he is, the fuck but out. What he, I think that would be a nice extension, right? You have what he did to Booster Gold and Batman, which was this totally messed up arc. If you didn't read it, uh, Booster Gold wanted to get a present for Batman and Catwoman for their wedding. So what he did was he went back and uh, saved Batman's parents. And so his idea was like, oh, I'll create this apocalyptic world. And then be like, see, Batman, isn't it better that you're Batman? Except he completely fucks it up. And Batman's like, nope, I'm happy now. I'm going to kill everybody. Uh, And it completely messes Booster up, which leads directly into where he's at in Heroes in Crisis. And as long as he makes it out of that miniseries, I think it would be interesting to keep following him into a solo miniseries and see what happens next. The other one that I throw out at you is uh, Legion of Superheroes, mm. only because he did such a good job at Omega Men uh, before yes. Vision. Oh before yeah, that's else. right. So we I haven't had a... forgot about that series. That was such a great series. That yeah, was, was one of the incredible. Holy Trinity, as he calls it. It was uh, Sheriff of Babylon. It was uh, Vision, and it was that. That was 
if you speak to him and mention the Holy Trinity to him, that is his comic book. Like, that's his favorites that he's written. Uh, I think we haven't had a really good Legion series in a really long time. Uh, And it would be interesting to see him channel, go back to... Not a solo examination like Mr. Miracle and Vision, but a team book and see what he'd do with that again. Well, I think, you know, at this point, you should just give the people what they want and do a kite man. Uh, <laughs> Hell yeah. Because, you know, they... they <laughs> <laughs> the slow clap, <laughs> trying to get it going. Uh, you know, Kite Man got such an amazing shout out in the Batman series uh, that people are losing it, especially you, over how great Kite Man is. Um, uh, but he's such a s- strong writer. He takes such interesting stance on stuff. I would like a Sal saying, like to see her him do something with like uh, bigger characters, just to kind of see. Because uh, I just it would blow my mind to see what he would do with Superman. Just to see, I would love to see what he would do with some of the lesser like Green Lantern figures. Some of the background stuff uh, would be kind of cool. Uh, but yeah, I, what's great is he's killing everything. So I feel like. DC's just going to be like, hey, what what do you want to do? Like, just let us know you can have anything, you know? That would be amazing. Yeah. If he uh, could get out of, the, down the line, uh, the DC exclusivity, how awesome would he be on Moon Knight? Oh, Ooh, shit. That would be good. That would that, be cool. That was one I that came I thought you were going to say MODOK for a second. <laughs> be super into that as that well. That would be very fun. I'd, yeah. I'd be on board. Uh, Colt, we got one last question from the Patreon Slack. Uh, This is from John. My audience question is, you ready to lose your shrine, Pete? I'm coming for you again. Now, that's interesting. That's that's not so much a question as a threat, (laughs) is what that sort of is. Bring that shit to me, smart guy. Well, hold on. We should uh, should probably set up, for those who haven't been listening to the show since December, exactly what's going on here. Sal, I know you don't know what's going on here, right? I don't know, but I'm excited. Right. So uh, I'll lay it out for you. Um, Back in December, in the last show of the year, uh, I don't actually remember how this came up. But it kind of spontaneously came up at the middle of the show. Finally. Yes. Uh, for, those, for those of you listening, I'll describe it. Uh, but Pete has a uh, dirty pile of trash sitting hey, Fuck you, man. No, no. Fuck I, I'm you. just describing what I'm seeing. Uh, There's he, nothing dirty about this, man. These are clean slippers. Ratty old slippers. What are you talking okay, about? Ratty. You, well, he has a Punisher Shrine. Let's just call it a Punisher Shrine, Thank right? you. That's what okay, it is. Okay, it's made up of slippers. seems to be a shirt, hat, maybe some rat hairs and other assorted what things going on. Not quite sure. Uh, but what we found out is uh, Pete very casually mentioned that uh, he has had a secret Punisher quiz that uh, unlocks... The, that was the phrase you used, right? Unlocks something in the Punisher Shrine... And he's been holding on to that secret for five years. Wow. So something has been inside that pile of Punisher (laughs) stuff for five years, waiting for somebody to say some sort of phrase to unlock the secret Punisher quiz. And Pete, we finally found out about it. Uh, Now uh, somebody needs to say the catchphrase, right? Yeah. Yeah? Okay. Okay. Is that anything else you want to set up? No, I'm just disappointed that, uh, you know, you take shots at, uh, you know, I, ha- I take pride in cleaning these things, and uh, it seems to not bother. It's, Listen, it's... I'm like the Punisher, bro. I shoot to kill. All right. <laughs> uh, that said, I guess this is a great Let's opportunity. Let's go, John. Let's move it over to audience questions. Uh, does anybody, 
anybody out there in this audience have any questions, anything they'd want to ask, anything? No, no. You, oh, okay. We're going to go to actual other people first. All right. All right. We're drag this out. Okay. What's your name, sir? What's your question? My name's Caesar. My question is, oh, and by the way, there are mild colds and there are severe colds. Oh, wow. stick it up for Justin. Yeah. Aggressive. Stick it up for Justin. Aggressive. Thank you very much. Since we're having, uh, well, in spring, two movies, uh, one called Marvel, Captain Marvel, and the other one's calling uh, um, <coughs> Shazam. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Can you tell, <coughs> put in a nutshell, explain in a nutshell the tortured history of Captain Marvel because the second movie is uh, about a superhero formerly named Captain Marvel, right? Oh, wow. Too bad Justin isn't here. This is his wheelhouse. Yeah, this is his wheelhouse. Uh, yeah. The way that I understand it, it's been a little while since I've looked into it, uh, but uh, Shazam, the character we now call Shazam, used to be called Captain Marvel. DC let the copyright lapse long enough, the trademark lapse long enough, that Marvel jumped in, created their own character called Captain Marvel, at which point... Uh, DC was no longer able to use it. So he was technically, the character was called Captain Marvel, but they couldn't use it anymore. So now they call him Shazam. Uh, for a little while in the comic books, you could see that he was called Captain Marvel, but the books were called Shazam. And now he is just called Shazam. They skipped the Captain Marvel entirely. Yes. Yeah. Uh, actually, Shazam, oh no, Captain Marvel was really uh, a character created by Fawcett Comics. I just read the article. And DC, well, what DC was at that time, which was a different name, actually sued Fawcett or the, because they had because Captain Marvel, no, Captain Marvel at the time, uh, was too close to parents to a certain superhero that DC was promoting. You know, the guy with the cape in blue. Yeah, 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 Superman, uh, Miracle Man, yes. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Miracle Man. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a whole other uh, bag of worms or whatever. Yeah, yeah. He was it. trying to dance around that. But yes. uh, thanks for pointing that out. Yeah, exactly. I think they figured it out now. I think there are different enough <laughs> superheroes, obviously, that it's okay. I think it's only annoying for comic book fans. Like, there was literally one night where I was falling asleep... And I realized, oh, my God, Captain Marvel and Shazam are coming out three weeks away from each other. It's going to drive me insane. Nobody else cares. Nobody else <laughs> really cares. Uh, all right. You, sir, what's your name? What's your question? My name is Kevin, and you were talking earlier about Shazam uh, mm -hmm. kind of taking a horror turn. Mm -hmm. And certainly a lot of comics have taken non-horror characters and uh, gone that way with them. Sabrina and Archie and Immortal Hulk doing that with Hulk. Yeah. Um, and sometimes we'll have comics that go toward comedy with characters that aren't especially comedic. Uh, what are some genres you would like to see uh, characters that don't necessarily fit the genre kind of fold in? You know, what's a genre that you like that you would like to see that done? And what characters would you like to see go that way? Well, I'll tell you what brings to mind... Uh in the stack, we talk about exiles, and there is an adorable, funny little Wolverine that Zelda Wolfie, loves yeah. that I hate oh, to man. see uh, because, in my mind, that's not funny. But to Zelda, it's hysterical. Is there a point in here? Or one in? Well, I'm just saying you're a dick. <laughs> oh, so you weren't answering the question necessarily. No, no. Oh, I'm sorry. Was there a question there? I must have blanked out on that part. Yeah. Yeah, um, the question was, if you were going to take <laughs> a character and put them in another genre, what would it be? Not 
what is something that you want to make your friend sad about? Oh, okay. Oh, I'm sorry, I misread that. I mis yeah, totally no, that's misread fine. that. Yeah, 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 I understand how the mistake happened. Yeah, and you know, and you're the friend who actually showed up today, so I shouldn't <laughs> I shouldn't take out my aggressions on you, Salvin. Exactly, exactly. I'm better than that, and I'm sorry. Thanks, I apologize. Uh, I have one that I loved mm-hmm. um, recently, and they've done it twice now. I think uh, DC has taken classic Looney Tunes characters oh, and put yeah. them into uh, DC comics. So they did uh, Batman and Elmer Fudd mm-hmm. as a noir story, and it was actually Tom King. And that seeing Elmer Fudd, I, th- I believe he was hunting down someone that either killed or had uh, slept with his wife. I don't remember. the. It's oh. been a long time since I read it. But like Elmer Fudd in a noir story was one of the most fun things that I've read in a very long time. And with you on Afterlife with Archie, that was amazing. And I cried at one point. Yeah, they uh, and they also did an amazing series with Flintstones, uh, where yep. they kind of made it more modern and and really awesome. It is. It's a thing of like when it's done right, it's amazing, and sometimes it, uh, when it's not done right, it's kind of upsetting. Uh, but yeah, it really is the context. You know, it's really about like what is the point of it? Are we on board with that? So we're willing to kind of see a character in a different light. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, Mortal Hulk has been fantastic. Yep. Um, I, yeah, I don't think I could get behind a funny Punisher. What about like a Punisher Valentine's Day special? Isn't funny Punisher like just sit- Cosmic Ghost Rider? <laughs> oh, there you go. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, I mean, he's kind of stretched, you know, to extreme <laughs> for sure, but I don't know, like... There are things that the Punisher does that I think are hilarious, but I don't know if that's, you know, just because I'm a psycho or not. Uh, I, I would love to see, like, a romance comic-style Punisher, him sitting by a window being like, where are my guns? <laughs> <laughs> when are they coming home? Would you home? love that? Would you really love I that? I would love that. Yeah? Yes. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I can't think of anything, but I think the point of it is just that, yeah, when done right, it's amazing, and it's fun to see like th- things stretch. But uh, yeah, I, I off the top of my head, I mean, what was cool was uh, they did a Ben Grimm uh, Logan depowered team up, and that was really fantastic to see kind of the heart of a character with different kind of abilities or without their abilities, which was really cool. And they have like depowered characters before. Um, you know, and that kind of gets to what, you know, Iron Man talks about a lot is like, you know, I'm more than just a suit, you know. Uh, so, yeah, I like the heart of that because it strips characters down and that can be very powerful. Um, but, yeah, all of this and I can't think of something that would be cool. That's all right. Uh, do we have any other questions out there? Oh, you, sir. Uh, why don't you come on up? What is your name and what is your question? I'm John, and this is a statement more than a question. I want your Punisher shrine. Oh. Wow. And, sorry, buddy. Oh. Oh. <laughs> you got another one? Nah, you sure? Oh. Next week. Right. Next week? Next week. All right, next week. So well, the, you... this week's guess was I want your Punisher shrine. Yeah. I want your Punisher shrine. How can you tell him how close he got? Can well, the, the part that was upsetting to me was you basically said Oh, it. did I say it? Yeah. Do I get to do it? 
Yeah, but you were saying it. I mean, over oh, in the middle of something. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, do you do you want to? No, I don't want to. No, no, no. It should be for an audience member. But yeah. Uh, so you're saying if you listen back to this podcast mm-hmm. and you listen to something, I mean, the that point I is said, if it's said, it unlocks it. So no, I no, guess. no. I know, I understand, but you're making up these rules. So chill the fuck out. Okay. Uh, <laughs> If somebody in the audience went back and listened to this very podcast, mm-hmm. perhaps I may have said the words that would unlock it so they could say them to yep. unlock the quiz. Mm-hmm. Interesting. All right. So take that. Take that as a little clue. Thank Dude, you for doing I'm it. sorry. You're overthinking it. I mean, if you didn't talk so much shit on the Slack, <laughs> I would be more <laughs> and willing to be oh, man. help you out, but... You kind of dug your own grave with that. I got to tell you, on the way over here, Pete was like, oh, "Am I being too hard? What if he, what if he gets it wrong? Should I just give it to him?" And then he saw that message. He was like, "Fuck it." Yeah, I was like, <laughs> "Fuck that." He's got to get it word for word. Fucking guy, talking shit. <laughs> Safety for my home. I can right. talk. That shit was a good guess from my computer. I appreciate you coming up. Thank you guys for your audience questions. Woo-hoo! We're gonna move on. To Pete LePage for trivia. Take it away, Pete. All right, this is the part we give back to you, the lovely audience. It's an opportunity to win 25 free dollars in the form of a gift card to Midtown Comics. Who would like 25 free dollars? Simple raising of the hand will enter you. You literally have to walk up. Do you, you sir? You look kind of like you'll 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 suck it up and get $25. Yes? You? You'll do it? Hey, All right. Caesar. There we go. Wow. I love forcing $25 on people. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's hard Thank convincing you, people Thank to you. take $25, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So uh, how this is going to work, Caesar, is I'm going to read you a question, listen to all three possible answers, get all three questions right, $25 yours. Okie dokie. And this is just general nerdy knowledge for oh, this quiz, wow. okay? That's tough. That's okay. Question number one. What boot movie is being re-released at AMC and will be free to go to from February 1st to February 7th, is it Ooh. A, Black Panther, B, Ant-Man and the Wasp, or is it C, The Wiz? So it's either A, or you could pick something else. And if you pick something else, you would be wrong. Uh, a. A is correct. That's right, guys. It's going to be free to see Black Panther. Go see it. That's amazing. Where? Uh, AMC. Oh, okay. Yeah, pick an AMC, and uh, they're going to be free showings of Black Panther. It's pretty awesome. Mm. Uh, Cool. Question number two, the teaser for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 6 talks about whose death. Is it A, Mac, B, Coulson, or C, Vibe Magazine? So it's either A or Colson, <laughs> don't pick Vibe magazine. <laughs> don't don't overthink it. B. B is correct. Agent Colson died at the end of last season. I was super sad, but apparently he's alive. Oh, television. All right, here we go. Uh, what comedian mm. recently doubled down on this hatred of comic book fans? Ooh. Is it either? Is it A, Bill Maher, B, Bill Hader, or C, Michael Jackson's Thriller? So it's either A, Bill Maher, smug piece of shit, or it's B or C. 
A. A is correct. Twenty-five free dollars, and we're gonna go to the expert. Do you know? Do you know who? Is it really as simple as Michael Jackson? Nope. So that Vibe magazine, Michael Jackson's Thriller, and The Wiz. What do they all have in common? Where you go? How about I give you one letter? Q. Oh, Quincy Jones. Quincy Jones is correct, sir. All right, guys. As we all know, tomorrow is New Comic Book Day. We recommend you go to Midtown Comics because they've been nice enough to sponsor the show. Pete, what are you looking forward to? You might be surprised by this one. Yes. I'm looking forward to Punisher number seven. What? Yeah. Wow, first time ever. I feel shocked. That's crazy. I'm looking forward to Ice Cream Man number nine is coming out from Image Comics. Oh, that's so creepy. This book is so good, so well drawn, so creepy, so creative, so upsetting. Uh, We are going to have a review for that in the Stack episode tomorrow as well. But I love every single issue of this book. It's one of my favorites on the stands right now. Definitely pick it up. Sal, uh, plug your stuff again. What should people be checking out? Uh, I first off want to say Ice Cream Man is fantastic. Uh, I have every issue, and I read like the first six, and they were great. Um, This Thursday, uh, January 31st, we're doing Langston Belton's PCW Pit Championship Wrestling. Uh, Next Thursday, February 7th, we are doing an Improvention uh, for the wonderful Christine Pinheiro, who's a teacher at the pit, and it's going to be a delightful show. On a hilarious lady. uh, yeah, oh, she's wonderful. And then uh, that will we will be continuing these Thursday night shows through March and then hopefully through the summer and then hopefully through the end of the year. So we would love to see you guys at some of those shows. And uh, please come out. Cool. All right, very cool. A couple of things before we go. Uh, this show is free to come see and free to listen to, but it does cost us a little bit of money to do. If you'd like to support it, patreon.com slash comic book club. Also, we do a couple of other podcasts. The Riverdale podcast goes up every Wednesday. Also, a Deadly Class podcast called Deadly Cast goes up every Wednesday as well. Pete, what else do you want to plug? Friend us on Facebook so you get to know about the amazing guests we have on our live show. Follow us on Twitter at Comic Book Live. Also, Comic Book Club live.com for this podcast and uh, many more. A couple of people we want to thank for being on the show. We want to thank Sal for being on the Sal! show. Thank you, guys. Bootsman Prime. Bootsman Prime. But most of all, we want to thank you guys for every Tuesday night at 8, totally free. Please tell your friends good night. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for coming out. We really appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs>